Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. All right, we are back with part two of our villain origin story uh, (laughs) series. Um, Part two of two. So we're switching over to Brandon now. He's going to give us the full story from... (laughs) I don't know when. I haven't heard I, the story. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born in '92, and no, I'm just kidding. I'm not, we're not going to go that far back. <laughs> but I we are going to go toy back. Cars as a child, and that's yes. mine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember when I was four years old. Um, no, so it actually my story really starts back in 2004. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go from 2004 to 2022 uh, because there's a big gap where uh, pretty much anything car related just didn't happen um but um i always grew up around cars you know i think i've mentioned in previous episodes that i grew up around mainly sports cars my dad always had um either like old porsches bmws um i remember he had a really cool honda s2000 that he would take me to soccer practice in and i've always been um exposed to vehicles in that manner um mainly two-door coupes uh convertibles and so forth um, so the interest in cars was mainly from an attention standpoint at the beginning of it. Like, um, I always loved pulling up to like either like uh, parent teacher conference blasting like Lincoln Park or like soccer practice, you know, blasting Evanescence and you know, so forth. Um, so that's what year was this again? Where the, the, what was it? What year was this again? This was 2000 to 2004. So back in, in those bands' prime moments, the hits, <laughs> the hits, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll actually never forget pulling up to a parent teacher conference and my dad's uh, S2000 and it was like a full moon and we were blasting three days grace like I hate everything about you and like that's awesome. was, <laughs> and I was not a trouble student I just want to reiterate that um, <laughs> I express myself um, so basically from 2004 pretty much until like 2010 i just had no interest in cars um Mm. my my main interest actually switched to music to pop culture to to fashion to um social uh social issues um and just really kind of focusing on that and the whole car standpoint was just kind of put to the side but the one thing i do want to focus on is the um passion about like social issues and mm. trying to do what's right for people as well as the planet because that was kind of something i was really focused on um specifically uh you know gay rights lgbtq um i plus rights and just really focusing on that community and how injustice really can impact the world so that kind of that kind of focus on the alternative is what really drove me towards electric cars, believe it or not. Um, okay. I remember seeing the first Prius on the road and being like, oh, that's not the typical gas car. Like that's, you know, that's uh, hybrid electric, you know, it has gas and electric. So it's like the best of both worlds. That's how I viewed it at the time. Um, and I always thought that that was such a cool premise to be to be different, you know, to kind of like go against the grain and um, really kind of support something that wasn't really popular at the time. Um, So fast forward to like 2013, I was a fashion major at Kent State. Um, Really? I didn't know you you started in that. Wow, Uh, okay. Yes, yes. So I I went to Kent State as a fashion major. I actually wanted to be a music producer before then. Wow, okay. 
So, I mean, like, not, like, not line, like, concerts, fashion. Like, I used to go to, like, fashion shows all the time. Like, that was such a big part of my life. That's cool. And, yeah. You got any, mu- so, you got any music floating around on the internet that we can we can find? I, <laughs> I do. I do remember. This was 2000. I think it was 2012. My uh, high school put on, like, a charity for, like, raising money for, um, I think it was, uh, I think it was for uh, water, um, like, a. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank right now. It was for, um, like, uh, what is it, like, in, like, wells, like, water wells, like, building wells in, like, Africa and, like, helping, you know, like, villages, like, find water water and stuff like that. Yes. Gotcha. So they, uh, I think it was called, like, Wellsprings. I think that's what the charity event was called. And I'll never forget. I was like, oh, I'm going to take my moment. I'm going to present present this song to everybody. And it, there was no drop. It was just literally just, like, weird techno sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Everybody, everybody on the dance floor was like, let's go. And it just, like, cut out. And, you know, oh. just, yeah. <laughs> I, but but I... I that creative side always was there, um, which kind of ties into the YouTube stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, fast forward to 2013, 2014, I was working as a uh, product specialist with uh, Hugo Boss in Beechwood, Ohio. Um, so I was working at Saks Fifth Avenue. I was one of the representatives for the team. I was selling suits, uh, leather goods, um, pretty much, like, in the world of fashion. And that was always something that, like, I aspired for. Um but I, I always kept that interest in the alternative, especially when it came to transportation. And I remember standing there at our register because there was like kind of like a back access to like Google Chrome on our on our touchscreen registers. And I remember this is so bad if anybody from my previous job <laughs> is listening. Um, <laughs> I, I used to um, stand there and literally build Model S's all day. Really? I would go to Tesla's website, go to the configurator and just really build it because that was always the interest for me was the alternative. Um, it never really revolved around automotive. Um, it's actually kind of funny to say this. I was never really interested in cars as a kid. Um, especially growing up with those cars, they just never really interest me like they do now. Um, and my brother was always really interested in, in, uh, cars Mm. and, um, you know, my grandpa worked for Chrysler. So like, we always got to go to like the unveiling events of like the intrepid and like, I'll never forget the intrepid unveiling. It was way overhyped for what the car was. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean like velvet, like curtains and everything. It was ridiculous. Um, but you know, like I was exposed to that as a kid with my grandpa working for Chrysler and, you know, building Jeep Wranglers and stuff like that. But I never, I never liked it because it was, to me, it was something that people, everybody liked. And I, yeah. I didn't want to do what everybody liked. I wanted yep. to do the alternative. And, um, that's where Tesla really fascinated me because it was going against the grain. It was something that was changing the aspect of transportation, um, more so than it just being an electric vehicle, it was just different. And um, I've always taken a lot of pride on being different from other people. And especially like as I get older, I realize how similar I am to people, um, <laughs> which is not bad. Like it's a good thing, you know, yeah. but like I, I still have always looked at being different as as a, as a good thing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I would spend a lot of time on the register, register building <laughs> Teslas. And I just really got a lot of interest in it. And um, I wasn't in school at the time. I actually had dropped out because I was really having a hard time figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. Oh, um, yeah. 
which I actually envy you a lot because hearing your story about how like you knew exactly which path you wanted to go, you know, and like you, you really worked for that. I was really struggling. Oh, sorry. I was going to say my path is definitely not normal. So don't like, (laughs) like if you're you're out there like struggling to figure out what you want to do, like you are very much in the majority. Like there's many people out there still trying to figure out what they want to do. So (laughs) Yes, I I was definitely one of those people. I just had like zero idea what I wanted to do. Like uh, like I mean, you could tell from the beginning of the story. I w- wanted to be a music producer. I wanted to be a fashion designer. Then I wanted to do something with fashion, and then I just I had no idea. So um, I actually went into um, being an English major at, okay. at Kent State. Um, I fun fact, I've actually written over seven hundred poems. A lot of people don't know that about me. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. I have like journals full of writing um, wow is yeah. that something you still actively do or is it something no you used to do? Uh, yeah I, I used to do it um i battled a lot with like anxiety and depression when i was a teenager and it was kind of like my outlet That's and awesome. I, I feel like that saved my life in a lot of aspects and once i got that out it was time to move on wow so yeah I yeah that so that, that's actually something i don't i haven't really told a lot of people as an adult but yeah i have like journals in our basement full of my old poetry and wow like, yeah so that that was always something i thought i was going to be into you know being an english major you know i was going to be a writer or something like that and then i realized that was not for me <laughs> <laughs> so i dropped out i really focused on work i worked three jobs at the time um and it all revolved around pretty much like fashion and and coffee and stuff like that. But at the same time, I always kept an eye on Tesla. You know, like I, I watched Who Killed the Electric Car. I always kept an eye on like what the oil industry was doing to the world, um, you know, like the damage it was causing to the environment. And just it kind of relates back to what I mentioned earlier, being like really passionate about injustice and how I viewed so many wrongdoings in the world and like what I could personally do to better that. And at the time, I didn't really have an outlet, you know, like I was really still focused on social aspects of my life, not really focused on what I wanted to do until 2015. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, I'm like, I feel like I'm rambling here. No, you're Um, good. It's so exactly what 25... I did in the last episode. So no, no. See, you you are way more structured than I am here. <laughs> People are like, we're going to go back to Alex's episode. I think you're overselling <laughs> me. I felt I felt just as uh, just as rambly. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So you know, 2015 came. I actually I left Hugo Boss and I ended up getting a job at Best Buy for a seasonal job um, because it was tech and my new my new major was digital sciences. I okay. I knew. You know, IT was the future. I knew it was something that, like, would establish my career for pretty much the rest of my life. So um, I switched gears from English to that major, and I was really focused on technology, which, you know, Tesla is purely technology. And um, when I when I worked at Best Buy, you know, like, it gave me a chance to learn more about the IT side of things, more mm. about the technical aspects of what we use day to day. And I ended up going to Starbucks afterwards, after that. Um, man, I have had so many jobs. Um, and, <laughs> but, my life, that's so, the thing. My life always feels so boring because it's like I, I didn't have like all these like interesting jobs and like had all these life experiences. So this is really well, interesting. I just, it's funny you say that because like I just felt like my life was like chaotic for years. Like I, I felt like I just had like no direction like i would always like 
Tesla was always like up there and like EVs were always kind of like what I aspired for. And it was always something I like kept going towards, but like everything else in my life was like a bouncy ball just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I ended up going uh, to work at Starbucks. I was there for six months. And that's when I found out that Tesla had opened up a showroom in Cleveland. Mm, and okay. um, I actually didn't know that they had opened it in 2014. And I had just been there for, for months. And I wow. hadn't been there. I had no clue. And um, until a friend who lives across the street from there was like, yeah, they opened a Tesla showroom. Did you not know that? And <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean they opened one? No um, advertising. So <laughs> No advertisement. Yeah. So like at the time, like unless you they drove by, you would never up. know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Just a, just a, a building. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> just this, yeah, just this empty building. Um, but so I ended up um, – you know, like I was so enthralled with Tesla and like what they were doing at the time. Like I was still literally sitting in, I just realized I skipped an entire part. Um, <laughs> I'll go back. I did the same thing. Yes. So <laughs> I want to go back. Uh, so man, this is going to be all over the place. Um, so back to 2014, um, my, I, you know, like I had this moment where one of my childhood dogs had passed away and it was relatively sudden. And, um, my dad was trying to figure out a way to like make the family like happy again the day after it happened. And we just randomly were like, let's just go to Columbus. Let's go to the Tesla showroom in Easton. And it had always been like a dream of mine to see the Model S in person because like, I've seen like the Roadster, you know, like I, I've seen, you know, those vehicles, like obviously the Prius, the Nissan Leaf had like been pretty popular in Cleveland at the time. And, um, I remember we went to the showroom and I bought my for, first corp jacket, like the the black oh, jacket with like yeah. the red liner and like the embroidered Tesla on the back. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered being going from so sad that my dog had passed away to being so happy that I was in this car that I had always dreamed about or dreamt about and had this jacket that I had always wanted. And to me, Tesla was like that instant emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And, um, Anytime, like, I'm having a bad day or something, I actually go back and look at those photos from that day because it was so meaningful. Wow. And um, I actually met one of um, one of my friends who worked at that showroom. His name's David. Um, uh, David Kronja. He's no longer with Tesla. I think he's with Netflix now. But um, he worked at Tesla as a product specialist. And little did I know, fast forward back to 2015, David's <laughs> brother worked at the Cleveland showroom. Andy. Wow. Uh, okay. Yes. So, so the family connection there. Um, but at the time we didn't get a chance to drive the car. Um, uh, but like it, it motivated me so much to do something with Tesla to the point where I actually got a Tesla tattoo, um, before I worked, worked at Tesla. And, uh, that is actually what got me the job. Uh, I do want to say, I, I believe my skill set helped me get the job, but I'm pretty sure the tattoo pushed it forward. Um, <laughs> was this the Tesla? Cause you have two, you have the Tesla emblem and you have the model mm-hmm. three tattoo. So was this just the Tesla logo? Yeah, it was a, yeah, the half sleeve Tesla gotcha. logo. Gotcha. And I, at the time it's funny, the artist actually did it incorrectly. So like, it, oh, no. you know how like the top of the T there's that like V. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, he did it like almost like a parenthesis, like where it's just rounded. And I, oh, I didn't no. notice until like I got home after going all the way to the showroom to be like, look at my tattoo. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, it's not right. <laughs> like, it's oh, no. not right. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so um, my, my manager at the time, his name's uh, Ryan Beck. I, I don't believe he's with Tesla anymore, but he had been with Tesla since like 2013. Like he had been okay. there since the beginning of like, you know, Model S. Yeah. And um, he moved all the way from Arizona to open the showroom in Cleveland. And um, at the time I had showed him my tattoo and, you know, it was like a nice conversation. He was all excited about it. And then uh, about a week and a half later, he called me and told me to apply for the job as a product specialist. Nice. And I was like, okay, you know, I was a barista, but I knew Tesla was like the the job for me. Like, that's yeah. where I, I knew I needed to be. And um, it was like the first time in my life where things really felt in control. Like, that was wow. like the first time where I'm like, this, th- finally, like the beacon is there. Like, this is where I'm supposed <laughs> to be. And, um, you know, fast forward, I went through an interview with him, was, which was, he's going to kill me if he hears this. Um, <laughs> literally, literally, it was a, it was a, a it was an interview walking around the building as he was smoking and we were talking about Tesla and like, you know, like what I would do with the job. And, um, and, uh, it, that was pretty much my first interview. And then <laughs> fast forward a week later, I was wa- literally watching who killed the electric car probably for like the fifth time. And they called <laughs> and offered me the job. Wow. And I just, I just remembered literally like crying because like it was it was a dream like it was literally everything that like i i wanted you know for for years and um so to to finally be doing that and my job mainly started off with me standing by a car at crocker park uh and (laughs) literally the dead of summer so like 90 to 100 degree weather just literally standing outside of a titanium model s is that like a public park in cleveland Mm -hmm. Uh, so Crocker Park is like a shopping center in Cleveland. Oh, gotcha. Like, okay. They, yeah, they have like a big uh, like Dick's Sporting Goods. They have like Apple and it's gotcha. It's okay. one of the more premier shopping centers on the west side of Cleveland. Okay, is it kind of similar yeah. to Easton? Like similar kind of vibe yeah. to Easton? Okay, it's like a minimized Easton. Gotcha. Like, it's okay. shrunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much my entire job was me standing by a car like that was that was the the beginning of my career at tesla and um i just remember standing there like having no idea what to do like (laughs) talk about the car i only knew what i knew from the internet like they i at the time like tesla was like let's just go like no time for training just Just go and yeah (laughs) just go and do your thing and um i wasn't allowed to move the car at the time because i was so new um and i'll never forget that the the first time i got to move the model s and it was the first time i drove one was to the parking garage and i remember opening the panoramic roof i remember blasting like music just feeling like <laughs> such a badass and um just it, it was it, that was just such a dream um so then once that pop-up shop closed, um, I went back to the showroom in Cleveland, and that's really where I built the relationships that I did with my coworkers. Um, you know, I got a chance to learn more about the business, how the product specialist works with educating about the vehicles, and then taking those um, qualified uh customers um or people who we feel like might be like warm leads and then pushing them over to the owner advisors to then reach Mm. out and then hopefully try to process an order through them yeah um so 
I just I just remembered, you know, the first time I went on test drives, getting a chance to like experience like the excitement behind the products and like really seeing how people just like lit up. The, you know, it was different. Like that that was the thing yeah. that kept mo- motivating me is like let's get these people to experience something different. Um, something different than what they're used to, as well as, you know, the big middle finger to the oil industry. That was always what motivated <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, fast forward, like 2015 came, like I was still in school. I was working part-time at Tesla on the weekends while going to school. Um, I got to bring the cars down to campus all the time. So like, I always had like a P85D with me on campus, like, um, you know, like all these crazy opportunities to, to do that. Um, and it was always so cool to like talk to other college students about the cars because like that corp jacket, I literally wore it, I think 365 (laughs) days, like it never left my body. Um, and it, it finally eventually broke where the zipper broke and I had to like, just, you know, hang it up. I was like, this is a a (laughs) chapter in history. I'm just going to put away. Um, but what, what was so amazing is that like during that time, like I was really focusing on. But getting through school so I could work with Tesla, like at their corporate level. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting a position at Cardinal Health as an intern in 2016 for their summer mm. internship program. And it was it was focused on um, business uh, continuity. So like um, so like disaster recovery and, uh, you know, like if there's like any cyber attacks, how we can get our business back up as quickly oh, as wow. possible. OK. On the IT um, side then. Mm hmm. Gotcha. Which which was the first taste of outside of Tesla for me. Yeah. And it was actually the first taste of living on my own, too, because the entire mm. time I was living at my parents' house, I was commuting to college, and I never had a chance to really be on my own. Um, so I took the opportunity. I was like, well, let's see what happens. Let's move to Columbus. And it ended up going back to the social aspects of my life being the best time of my life back then Mm. um you know getting a chance to live in a hotel by myself like having like all this free access to like anything and you know like meeting all these other interns um and it 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 definitely made me realize that like this isn't what i wanted to do like you know like it, it it was such a great opportunity professionally to network and meet with people but like in the back of my head like tesla was always there and it actually got to the point where my final presentation was with about Teslas. And I'll <laughs> never forget, I interviewed for a job with Cardinal and they called me and they're like, yeah, they think you like Teslas too much. <laughs> That's what the <laughs> HR rep said to me. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this <laughs> might be true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, like Tesla had always remained a part of my life that entire summer. Like I, the Model X had just really come out in, in Ohio. So like I would go to Easton all the time to drive the Model X, get a chance to drive the P100T, you know, Model S. Um, I proposed to Tyler during that summer with a Model X and a Model S. Um, oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. So that, that was the summer I did my big proposal. <laughs> <laughs> was that a, were you working at Tesla throughout this whole time then? Like, were you splitting time or you just had connections there and were able to get the cars? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was mainly connections. I, okay. I was no longer employed by Tesla during the summer, gotcha. um, which kind of sucked because I 
I was there 11 months, and at 12 months, mm. I would have inve- I would have had stock from Tesla. Oh, dang. And <laughs> I left at 11 months, and then, of course, when I came back at the end of the summer, it was restarted, you know, yeah. like it reset. So, like, Jeez. I never got Tesla stock like some of my coworkers did. Um, dang. So, definitely missed out there, but... That, um, yeah. That burns yeah. you, I'm sure. Yeah, just hurts a, it just hurts a little bit. I don't like to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, no, it was mainly connections. Like, I, I talked to the new manager at the Tesla showroom. Um, Ryan had moved, I believe, back to Chicago. I, I can't remember at the time where he left. Um, but I had a lot of connections in, like, Tesla owner groups in Cleveland. I got a chance to use one of their Model S's and then borrowed a Model X for the night. Um and then basically, you know, like through the rest of 2016, I mainly, or yeah, mainly, yeah, 2016, sorry. <laughs> I mainly spent my time traveling with Tesla. You know, like I got to go up to Michigan a lot. I got mm-hmm. to spend weekends up there um, doing test drives with uh, customers because at the time they would have to come to Cleveland to look at cars and like get a chance to experience them. So I would spend a lot of time going up there. Um, I was wrapping up college, so I was able to work full time at Tesla while I finished school part time. Um, still got to bring cars down to campus. I'll, I'll, I took an environmental class at the time. It was called Horror oh, nice. Movies and the Environment. Okay. Uh, and it was all about like climate disaster, like horror movies. And oh, nice. Okay. It was, it was really interesting. So like we got to talk about, um, talk about like the environment and how it related back to those movies and um, how like those movies impacted society and like if they changed people's mindsets and, you know, stuff like that. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, and throughout this entire time, you know, like I was doing things on the side, like I was presenting data to like Twinsburg city council about charging stations. I was reaching out to, um, the Kent state campus, uh, like parking, like, uh, not parking committee, their parking group, um, (laughs) about chargers and like trying to get them educated and like getting things installed and successfully, at the time I was able to get three chargers installed at Kent state, um, through my efforts. Um, you know, I talked to the president of the, the campus and she was like, yeah, we'll get them installed. And so like that effort definitely paid off. That's awesome. Um, Twinsburg took a bit, uh, which we'll get to <laughs> in a second, uh, which I mean, local cities, as everybody knows, yeah. tend to take a while. Um, but basically, you know, I was wrapping up my, my degree and I was still really interested in, um, helping the environment. But the thing is, is at the time at Tesla, I wasn't making enough money to really go towards my next goals, you know, like buying a house, figuring out life with Tyler. And, um, so I had to do what I had to do. And, you know, uh, the gigafactory in Austin or uh, Nevada was just really starting to come online and there was like no positions out in California. There was just nothing for me. And I, I had to do, you know, what I had to financially to, to continue bettering my life. And I left Tesla and I got a IT data job with uh, the Cleveland clinic. And, um, that was quite a wake up world, like, or like a, like a wake up moment because like I went into a brand new world where it was corporate, which I had no experience with. Um, and then like a brand new team of people who have had like 10, 15 years of professional experience. And I was only 25 and I had worked in a showroom (laughs) for, you know, (laughs) two years and let alone all the retails, you know, jobs I had before. And, um, that was quite a, a wake up moment. And it kind of went back to the point in my life where like, I felt like things were very chaotic and I just mm. didn't know what to do. Um, 
but I still kept that interest in, um, you know, like renew, like renewable energy, um, electric vehicles, obviously kept a close tie with all my Tesla connections and, um, you know, still going to the showroom wherever I could. And, uh, I had a Chevy Volt at the time. So like I always, you know, I plugged in, I still educated people about electric vehicles and, I actually thought at one point in 2017 to start a YouTube channel and I, I called it kilowatts of fun. That was my original (laughs) YouTube channel. It was my license plate. (laughs) It was my license plate and everything. And I had this horrible intro. It was just, it was not good. Um, (laughs) But I didn't commit to myself like you did your first year. And that kind of fell to the wayside. Um, But this was like a new journey for me into IT. And this is kind of where like it finds myself back into like the professional aspects of things. Yeah. Um, I never once gave up hope that I would end up back in the electric vehicle industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think this is one thing I want to reiterate for people who are interested in this industry. At the time, as you mentioned, there was not a lot of jobs, especially here in Ohio. (laughs) Like, Especially in Ohio. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was very, very far and few between. And I remember people asking me all the time, how did you get your job at Tesla? Like, you know, like, how did that work out for you? And at the time, it really just took passion. But like now it takes skills and and passion. Like you have to have both of those. Um, And, uh, you know, um, at the time, like I really I never gave up hope that I would end up back in that industry. Um, But I was a professional IT recruiter. IT is what I went to school for. And it was something that I always thought that it would bring, you know, bring professional happiness. And truth be told, for me personally, it never did until I ended up back at, you know, Chargeway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But that's fast forwarding, you know, years. And, um, you know, so like back in 2018, I was an IT recruiter. Um, I was doing really well with the job. I was the top recruiter in the agency. I was placing about 95% of my candidates. Like it, it was, it was great. And it was a it was a startup too, so like it gave me the opportunity to really have an impact on a business, which was great. You know, like it was something I really wanted. And then February of 2019 came, and uh, total blindside, they closed the doors. Basically, said that the business was not sustainable and that they needed to let everybody go. Wow. And yeah. Um, which came to a shock to me because I'm like, I'm literally saving your business with like what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so, so that was, that was a shock and it, it, I, I feel like the moral of the story, um, throughout this whole thing is that like most of my life, I always felt like things were very chaotic and things were like out of my control. And 2019 was like the pinnacle of that for me. Um, you know, like I lost my job. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to keep the house. Um, you know, like we, Tyler was the only one bringing in an income until I got like unemployment figured out. Wow. And I, it, it was bad. Like, yeah. I mean, like my mental health was just like at a low, like I was eating to make myself feel happy. So like I gained like a, an immense amount of weight. Oh, geez. And, but, but the thing is, is that like, um, and I don't think I actually ever told you this, like the, at, at the time, like I, I knew that I had all this free time. So I went back to school. I was going back to school for cybersecurity. I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do. There's money in this. It's always going to be stable. And um, I really focused on that. But the thing that was always at heart was like, I want to do a YouTube channel. Like, I want to take the time (laughs) to do something creative, you know, like something that would bring me joy. And the thing that I think people don't realize is that, like, you don't have to have, like, this incredibly expensive setup to produce videos. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I literally started with a computer I bought 
with uh, I financed because you know I was laid off, so like I I had to pay for it <laughs> yeah. somehow for school. Uh, a webcam, literally a webcam, wow, standing there and just rambling about Tesla. I <laughs> I taught myself basic video editing skills. You know, like I downloaded as best as I can on a Windows, um, you know, for free. And I just told myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to push through and I'm going to do this while I'm looking for a job. Um, I think I applied for like 120 jobs. Like I have like a whole spreadsheet of jobs I applied to. Holy cow. And it took me nine months to get a job. That's wild. Nine months. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Which which was very discouraging at the time. But also like it it also kind of lined up like I'm going to find the job that fits for me. So I'm like, I knew it's going to happen. And, but at the time, like, you know, like I was master, well, I don't want to say mastering because I really wasn't, um, I was practicing, <laughs> practicing, uh, you know, like content production, like doing like, uh, Apple watch reviews, like thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a tech reviewer. Like, you know, talk about that. But then it like dawned on me. I'm like, EVs are where I want to be. You know, like I've always had a passion for teaching people about electric vehicles. I have the professional experience with Tesla. I have the knowledge. I'm always invested in looking at new technology with electric cars. Why not? Yeah. And it actually wasn't until I found your channel in 2019 <laughs> that really pushed me. And I'll never forget, I actually had a a video planned out where I'm like, these are the five YouTubers that I want to collaborate with. And you were oh, on wow. there. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if I ever told you that. I don't know. Is that, <laughs> did you upload it? Is it on like? No. Okay. No, I never, I never did. I started recording it, but it was like kind of like awkward and like slightly creepy because I'm I like, could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially like if you didn't know, like, you know, who, who I was. Who's this random guy making a video about me on this channel? <laughs> right. yeah. He wants to collaborate. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I remember watching your iPace video and like, you know, watching your Kia, I think it was the Kia uh, Nero EV yeah, Nero. video mm-hmm. back in 2019. And I was just like, the, you know, like he does such a good job. I'm like, this is like really <laughs> inspiring to me. And um, I, I put that together. I'm like, you know, collaboration is always good. And I was like, I'm going to do this video. I end up recording. I'm like, I'm not going to post this. <laughs> um, but then I got the job um, at, at, you know, as a project analyst at, at a company called Quadex. And I was just like, I've, I've spent all this time, you know, really struggling to find work. I'm diving into work. You know, yeah. like YouTube can go to the side. And it actually wasn't until we ended up working from home and, you know, like I was all anxious about the pandemic and like, you know, just like trying to figure out life and stuff like that, navigating that. And I was just like, I'm going to take this time to do YouTube. You know, I'm, I'm going to dive into this. I'm going to really focus on educating about electric vehicles, you know, start with our Chevy Bolt that we bought in 2019 and produce videos all around that. Um, do EV 101 videos, get people interested and uh, excited about cars, um, specifically electric cars. Um, and it's funny because starting off with electric vehicles, it kind of dove back into cars, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and which kind of ties in this whole story. Like when I was younger, like I hated cars. Like yeah. they, to me, they were like pointless. Like they were just an aesthetic, uh, something that was almost like you're showing off your money type of tool. And now cars are everything to me, Um, (laughs) uh, which is kind of funny that everything ties back in there. Um, But I always knew that, like, I I wanted something to educate about the impacts of uh, transportation on the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wanted people to know what their choices are doing to the environment 
but not to scare them. So I'm like, how do I get to that like careful zone of like, you know, educate them enough, but also don't scare them off from, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, electric cars are yeah. getting away from gas. And, um, I just, you know, stumbled upon be energized. It actually started off as energized one. And I told myself, I, I was like, you know what? It, it's not one person, you know, like I can't be the only one. This is, this might sound lame <laughs> because I'm not like, you know, on a Ted talk or something, but like, <laughs> I, I kept telling myself, like, I can't be the one that's energized. Like we all have to be energized. And I'm like, well, Brandon, my nickname is B for a lot of people. So I'm like, okay, be energized. And then obviously, you know, you and I became, you know, closer friends. And like, we talked about content production and I realized that that was not the proper name for a YouTube channel. <laughs> and, you know, fast forward, we had uh, talked with Matt Teske of Chargeway. And uh, Matt is actually the one that named my YouTube channel by accident. Uh, he mentioned the word Everyday EV, and that's where it stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it changed it to that. Um, but, you know, like throughout that entire time when I was working at Aquatics, like I was really focused on bettering myself professionally getting myself in a better mental um, area, like, you know, focusing on my mental health as well as my physical health. Um, lost, I think, about 40 pounds back in 2020. Like, I was really wow. focused on, like, trying to lose weight. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we went vegan, you know, going on vegan for two years. Um, still find my way into the cookies. Just want everybody to know <laughs> vegan is not. You don't have to be the healthy vegans if you don't yeah. want to. Um, but, you know, like, that entire time, like, I just kept telling myself, life has felt uncontrollable let's better it let's let's become more stable and um you know figure out ways to be a better person to produce better content and i genuinely credit content production for building my confidence um i i feel like when i worked at tesla i never would have been able to do what we're doing now really um, yes wow. yeah i i personally don't think i would have had the confidence to put myself out there like this um to produce content get the criticism from people you know build <laughs> off of that criticism and like continue yeah. growing yeah um i never ever imagined by putting out my first awkward video that we would be flying to california and doing videos up angeles crest like yeah never once pictured that <laughs> um which is incredible you know because my entire life like i've always battled you know self-esteem issues and you know like depression and anxiety and all that stuff so like to find that outlet and to build that uh foundation off of was really helpful yeah so so you know as everybody was like struggling with with you know covid pandemic kind of like you know the new lifestyle you know for 2020 and onward um i just kept bettering the craft you know you and i started living electric in 2021 you know yep. we we collaborated in 2020 you know we built this good creative partnership where we you know we're bouncing ideas off of each other and like really just growing things together and um you know, I was still aquatics as a project analyst trying to still figure out what I wanted to do. But I always knew electric cars are, it was my, my goal. But it yeah. was kind of like what you talked about. Ohio didn't have much. <laughs> it's like, where, and so, where yeah. are the jobs in <laughs> yes, EVs yeah. Ohio? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like you can't just pack up everything and move to the West. So it's like, okay, yeah. like it's essentially like a waiting game. Mm -hmm. it, excuse me. Um We'll crop that part out. Uh, cut that part out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but basically, you know, like I I always knew like EVs is where I wanted to be, and like you know we were growing uh, momentum with our YouTube channels and like um, you know with like Living Electric, 
And, um, you know, I saw Chargeway had an opening for an EV product special, or, uh, um, man, I, it's been a day, uh, an <laughs> EV program specialist uh, doing yeah. data and research for their team. And I just, I jumped on it. I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I'm ready to move on from my current position. I was, I was unhappy there. And I knew that EVs were where I wanted to be. And I built all this database experience from that job at Quadix, learning how to be a project manager, a project analyst, managing my professional time more that I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to thrive at this. Like, this is, this is where the two worlds come back together. You know, the IT professional world and the EV world. And I'm like, this is the moment. And I had the first interview. It was 15 minutes. I felt fantastic <laughs> about it. Uh, actually, I, I do have to say that during the interview, um, James, who is our director of business at Chargeway, um, I, I, he, he brought up a question. He's just like, why, why do you want to be back in the EV industry? And I was like, I need to be back in the EV industry. <laughs> and he, he legit goes, I probably wouldn't answer it that way. <laughs> It's never good when an interviewer says that. No, that wasn't a good answer. (laughs) It's like I was like, oh no, like I'm blowing my shot. Like I, I, I literally called Tyler. I'm like, I messed up. I messed up. Oh no. And then, uh, you know, throughout this whole time, like I built a good relationship with Matt. You know, from from YouTube and like learning about Chargeway and teaching about Chargeway on on you know everyday EV, and um. And so, like, I, I was like, well, did I screw up or, like, what's going to happen? And, you know, fast forward a week later, I got a job offer on my dad's birthday. And that that's where I'm like, okay, everything's coming together. You know, all the points that I've struggled through my entire life leading up to this moment, th- this, is, this is the moment where I'm personally going to be happy professionally and outside of work. And jumping from Quadix to Chargeway was honestly the best decision I think I've ever made in my life because it not only works out creatively, you know, like through like our, our content production, um, but also professionally, you know, I get to do literally everything that I've been dreaming of and I get to do it every day. Yeah. So, um, you know, Matt always jokes that I like tell him, I'm like, this is the best job I've ever had. And it's true because it is. And that's like, I'm not sucking up to you. Like this yeah. is literally <laughs> the best job I've ever had. And, um, it just took time, you know, like it, it's funny going back and like kind of looking, um, inwards you, for me personally, I don't think I, I was so focused on the struggle that I didn't realize all the little baby steps that I was making to get to the point that I am now. Yeah. And it's nuts how much yeah. all of that comes together. <laughs> I was going to make that same point. Yeah. It's like you don't really realize when you're kind of like in the thick of things, like how much little moments or different experiences end up leading you to like your next win or your next like next triumph. Like all those little parts yeah. end up playing into it in some way. You might not know it right now, but like it eventually is going to work out in a way that yes. like is beneficial for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where I'll give the advice, like, just don't give up, you know, like, just continue pushing forward, you know, like, in 2019, like, I I never imagined that, like, I would be here, you know, like, we would be, you know, building a successful podcast and like, you know, like building a YouTube channel, like, like, I never thought I would be here. So like, it's amazing how things can like, honestly, just change um, when you really put your effort into it and like, really focus on like bettering yourself. Um, but 
you know, that that is pretty much my story. You know, like <laughs> I I've always been one person to look at the alternative. And it's funny it, it's funny like now as EVs become the norm, seeing that transition from like almost like an outskirt like category of the automotive industry to like becoming obviously like mainstream. It is it's so fascinating to watch that transition happen. And to be honest, it seems like it's happening overnight. Like it's twenty sixteen. Yeah. There was no, like <laughs> I, I never imagined that there would be like a Hyundai Ionic five, like six of them at a dealership up the street from us. Like yeah. I never imagined that. And um it's just exciting. And you know, I'm I'm just so grateful to be a part of this industry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever feel like uh, I struggle with this sometimes almost being like protective of the EV industry in a way where you're like, I was here first. Like I like I need to be involved in these conversations. And, like I need to be like um, people are getting all this stuff wrong. Do you ever feel like protective in that way that it's now becoming kind of like mainstream? <laughs> you know, I I kind of it, it's funny you say that because I like I picture like the alpha EV enthusiast like uh, <laughs> I am you the know, authority. Just like, yeah, I'm the authority. Um it, it's funny because like it kind of goes back to like the way I've always been when it comes to talking about EVs. Like it, it's when I was a product specialist, you know, like we would have people come in all the time asking questions like, you know, I've heard you have to throw these cars away when you run out of a charge <laughs> or like, you know, like all these all these really just like far fetched misconceptions. Yeah. And, you know, to them, it's not far fetched, you know, it's like to me who knows it. It's like, OK, well, yeah, that's kind of like out there. Um, but let's let's talk about it. You know, like, let's figure out your concerns. Like, why are you questioning this? Like, why? Why do you have that question? That should be a better way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and and talking about it. And I think I still stand by that, um, that approach. And I and I really think working at Tesla taught me that because it was a no pressure um, environment. You know, yeah. like I, I can't tell you how many times I screwed up when I was uh, brand new <laughs> at the company. Yeah. I used to think electric motors rotated um, backwards when you would let off the accelerator. Like that, I swear, I swear, somebody taught me that at Tesla at the time, and I and I remember bringing that up to a cu customer. My manager was like, "No, that's not. No, <laughs> they don't not rotate that. backwards." It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um. So I just, I, I just, I don't know if I get protective of the EV industry. I definitely feel like as I'm getting more experience and as I'm helping, like you know, like um, build more awareness and like helping, like local cities like put chargers in yeah i think i have more of a sense of pride but yeah. i don't know i almost feel like i've like i've been there type of feeling you know that, yeah yeah i know what you yeah. mean yeah i think yeah. i i think it's uh i'd almost get like kind of like not something that i like struggle with but like it's kind of like it's weird now that's becoming mainstream i feel like it's gonna kind of lose its luster as like this new mm. exciting technology but then I like the example you just brought up. It's like people are still have misconceptions. People are still mm -hmm. learning about this. Like we still got a long way to go. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like even yes. though it's be definitely becoming mainstream and like kind of the very far-fetched ideas are becoming less and less prevalent. There's still mm -hmm. like a lot to learn. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as you mentioned, like there's still like a lot of work to do. And I, I think that that's one area that like I've always taken pride in is that like even though I wasn't like being paid to work in the industry, I still push the industry forward Definitely. through, you know, like 
helping like with the education efforts. And um, there was actually a time in 2016, I remember when I worked at Tesla, I was driving from Kent State to Cleveland to go to work. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, I should be the Johnny Appleseed of charging stations. Like that thought just popped in my head. I'm like, I should start a business. And, and I, I mean, I don't know. If, like, go Johnny random Apple places and start installing chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Instead of planting me trees. With, <laughs> me with like no engineering background. I just have like a shovel and a screwdriver. Like, I'm here to install a station. <laughs> right. Put on your, your hard hat. <laughs> right. Just call me Bob the Builder. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but like I, it was something that I always wanted to see. So like to... Um, essentially it's funny because like, I think about that moment now that I'm at Chargeway as like the data lead that whenever I put like a new pin, like in our system, I'm like, I'm essentially doing what I had done, you know, like, or had like thought about, like I'm planting that seed. Obviously there's a charger there, but like, you know, it's, it's what I've always wanted to do. So like, it's funny how like those, um, it's always like they say manifest your reality and things just take time you know yeah. it doesn't happen overnight so for sure it's uh crazy how things work out <laughs> it really that is was a lot of rambling i'm sorry <laughs> no that was per- that was awesome yeah this is uh this is the first time i've heard the whole brandon story so that was yeah. that was really enlightening um well basically to summarize it i struggled and i <laughs> came over that <laughs> so <laughs> But I, I will say just because like, you know, I've always been a firm believer of like mental health and like bettering yourself to be better for yourself and not for anybody else. Um, and I know that this isn't the point of living electric, but essentially it is because you want to live an energized life. You know, you want to live a good life. Um, if you're struggling, you know, to like figure out what you want to do with your life or if you're struggling with like mental health, never feel ashamed to get help. Talk to somebody, yeah. you know, because you never know how that could change your life. Um, I know for me personally, if I didn't have a therapist, it would have been very rough. So yeah. I just want to put that out there. You know, try try to do whatever you can to better yourself, but just take time. Realize yeah. it takes time. For sure. Yeah, that's something I need to look into because I've never been to a therapist, and it's probably something I need to at least have a <laughs> have a couple chats with. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's definitely like a, a big thing too. Like. I I certainly like don't cope with things in probably the best way sometimes because I end up just like pushing myself harder, which can sometimes like backfire and end up like making <laughs> making me more stressed out or make me like feel more of a failure because I've like pushed myself and then like not been able to accomplish things. But um, I think to your point earlier about like uh, in kind of the advice category, like sticking with things, if you if you mm-hmm. really do feel like that's your your future, that's your that's what you want to do. Like, even if you're not like you were saying, like, even if you're not actively working in the EV industry, but you want to get into it, like start posting about it, start like sharing information with your friends. Like even if you don't want it to be public either, like just research in your free time, like, Mm -hmm. like just stay up to date on things. Like the more kind of manifest it, like you said, like the more you're around it and kind of like making it a part of your life, like you're eventually going to gravitate towards that in some capacity. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, you even hit it on the head, like put yourself out there. Like if you're yeah. interested in this, post it on social media because, you know, my job with Chargeway, like Matt from Chargeway found me on YouTube. Yeah. And that's actually <laughs> how you and I really built our friendship because we met, at, you know, together for the first time to do that collaboration about Chargeway. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Matt came across my videos and that whole relationship 
basically was built off of me putting content out there. Yeah. So you know, ne- you honestly never know who's going to see your stuff. Um, and to circle back really quickly because we were talking about <laughs> resume stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. As as an IT recruiter, you know, the like my my piece of advice is really tailor your resume towards the job that you're looking to apply to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't make it look like you're you know, like a fanatic about, you know, like the company, but definitely show that passion. Um, yeah. You don't have to get a tattoo in order to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> just just going to put that out there. That just worked get in my favor. Every company logo that you're applying for <laughs> on, <laughs> right. on your arm. Right. Okay, it's Starbucks. Like, <laughs> just, <you> know, <laughs> um, but, you know, definitely tailor your resume towards the job that you're applying to. And the best piece of advice I could say is network. Go yeah. go to networking events, meet the people who are in the industry that you're looking to get into, talk with them, bring your skill set, but also just be yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that really helps you the most in this industry is enthusiasm for mm-hmm. the better to move this industry forward. Um, because, you know, you've mentioned like this industry is newer. Um, and as things grow and things kind of like plateau, you just have to keep pushing right now because this yeah. industry, it's, it has to succeed. Like we need yeah. this to succeed. So definitely. What would you say to, uh, like, I, I've never gone to like a networking specific event. Um, like, especially with how big social media is like, that's kind mm-hmm. of my form of networking. Like what's yeah. your advice for like kind of being successful with like social media networking? Is there any like advice you have there? Um, so I do, I do have some advice there. Um, be cautious what you share, um, (laughs) and, and how you share it. Uh, I'll just say that, um, because we've had some, when I was a recruiter, we've looked at people's social media and it's like, we're not, we're not presenting you because it's, 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 yeah, it was just not pretty. Um, so be, be mindful of what you're sharing. Just also be in the know before you share it. Mm -hmm. Anybody on the internet can see that. Um, literally anybody can, um, and just keep it based on your interest. Like if you're, if you're sharing something about engineering, you know, like charging engineering, make sure that it's proper information that you want out there because you never know if a job, like a company might look at that and be like, Oh, he got that totally wrong. Yeah. Or they got that totally wrong. <laughs> they're they're just not spreading misinformation. Like yes. they're, they're not actually providing any value. Yes. Yeah. So do your research, make sure you know what you're sharing um, and just be cautious with what you share. And if you yeah. really feel like you need to share it, um, because not everything needs to be shared. And I can attest <laughs> to that. <laughs> I have done it and I still do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something a lot of us struggle with in this day and age. It's like we've got this giant microphone that we can blast out to the entire world if we want to. And it's like, yeah. I, I definitely like struggle with that sometimes too. I'm like, is this like before I tweet anything or share anything, even like videos, I'm like, is this going to add value to the conversation? Is this mm-hmm. accurate information I'm sharing? Is this helpful maybe to people that are, that are looking for this kind of content? Like all of those boxes kind of have to be checked before I share anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, At least and I, I try to, I definitely don't, I don't always follow my own advice there. Sometimes <laughs> I do like get passionate about something and just start fire and stuff off but that's not always the best route (laughs) well i I think it's good to have standards for yourself you Mm -hmm. know like i don't think there's anything wrong with expecting you know you to behave in a certain way you know like you're the only one sharing that so like yeah i i think that's actually another good recommendation have standards you know for yourself not for other i will it's good to have standards for other people but like (laughs) make sure you live up to your expectations of who you are yes as a person definitely um 
man i feel like maybe we should do more episodes like this <laughs> i know yeah this was this was fun i feel like we yeah. align very well on the like uh um self-improvement and self like uh mm-hmm. self-help type stuff too so yeah. <laughs> maybe that could yeah. be our, our alternate yeah. podcast we'll uh yeah we'll do one of these a season or something <laughs> right yeah we we definitely could no, I, I definitely, you know, and, and I've told you this before, like, I, I credit the people who are in my life to help, or in my life to better myself, like, to help push me to be a better person. Like, yeah. that's not something I expect from people who are in my life, but, like, the fact that, like, it just happens without being said. That, yeah. Yeah. Surround yourself with good people and you'll thrive. That's, I'll like, a huge that. thing that, like, a lot of, like, the self-help stuff starts with is like surround yourself with people like you look up to or you look like are going to be positive impacts on your life because you like you 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 are what you do every day and you are who you hang out with every day like (laughs) those two those two factors really influence like the kind of person you are so yep well, it's a good thing this is our last episode no i'm just kidding (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding (laughs) No, I, I, I really think that that's my story. And, you know, I, I appreciate everybody hopefully listening to it through all the way to the end. <laughs> I, I know that it was kind of all over the place, but um, I, I was really looking forward to, to sharing that with everybody because yeah. I think at the end of the day, it, it helps us bond with our listeners Definitely. Uh, because we're not just EV people. You know, yep. like we have like whole different aspects of our life that pulls into this content production. For sure. So. For sure. Yeah, I think a lot that's lost a lot of time on the uh, the content production side of things because people like uh, I see comments like that all the time. Like, why is your whole personality EVs? And it's like, well, like that's certainly a big part of it, but there's a lot that's led to it, and there's like other interests than that. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that's just <laughs> that's just what we choose to spend our time on and, and yes. spread information yeah. about. So, yep. Well, mine's like ninety five percent of my personality. <laughs> so if anybody says anything. <laughs> Just, that just is know my personality, and I'm you. proud of it, all right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Don't come at me with anything else. <laughs> and 5% Pikachu, that's that's the right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All righty. Do I have, to, I have to outro this one, right? Yes, yeah, okay. make sure you tie in the villain story. That's right. Because somewhere right. in there, there was a villain. So that's the story of how uh brandon's gonna take over the world and uh force everyone to drive evs and uh <laughs> and he's sticking to it <laughs> yep exactly it's like pinky um, in the brain that's gonna that's what's gonna happen <laughs> that's right cool so hope you enjoyed this uh this episode series this was definitely a fun one for us uh let us know what you thought as well if you want to share want us to share any more of our stories or other kind of similar stuff to this about the ev industry um i don't think we got into kind of the pros and cons of the ev industry so that might be an interesting episode as well yeah there's definitely more discussion there yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah thanks so much for listening and uh hope to see you on the next episode